0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Naked Voice, the regular podcast from Naked Health and We Are The Health Tribe. As Naked Health and We Are The Health Tribe continues to grow, we thought it would be nice to feature some more tribe members each week and hear their stories about how the hell they ended up in this predicament we call healthcare advertising. Today we have our newest Naked Health recruit and associate partner, Amy Courts, was going to tell us all about her story from humble beginnings, growing up in Bath to then studying at Cambridge and now pinnacle of her career, I'm sure, joining the Naked Colony. Hello, Amy, or bonjour, I know you're in Paris.
1: Yep, yep, in Paris, um, a bit muggy
0: today. But before we get to Paris, let's go back um, many, many years ago, or not so many years ago for you compared to some of us, but it seems like a lot of us in this industry kind of ended up here accidentally so I I don't know if that's true for you but what what did you really want to do as you were growing up so to speak
1: uh well yeah always I was always really indecisive about that and um sort of aware that there were loads of jobs out there but you know you do one of these career finders and they give you you know vet or gardener and and just really uh just stuff that doesn't really make sense but just because they probably the career finder never really knows what jobs are out there um so yeah, I, I always kind of kept my options open, but i uh, interested in science. So studied, you know, uh, all the all the sciences for GCSE and A level. And then um, I, stu- I chose to do a natural sciences course. Um, yeah, as you say, in Cambridge, and that was a really great course because you could um, uh, keep your options quite open until the last year. So um, first year I did a bit of, uh, yeah, psychology and um and philosophy history of science and uh, and chemistry and then yeah second year um <clears throat> kind of zoology modules and uh, and kept the chemistry running through until third year which is what I specialized in um for my yeah final final year uh awesome. yeah it was good and then did a masters in clinical nutrition because I kind of thought at one point that I wanted to go into medical sciences. I could do a, a conversion course to be a doctor. Um, and that was one you kind of needed a master's for that. But sort of changed my mind during that year.
0: Um, so what, what, what made you change your mind? Interesting. Uh,
1: kind of reading into it more and, um, and sort of realizing that, uh, yeah, the elements of the job weren't really didn't really match my kind of personality and interests, um, so kind of thought I'd wanted to do something a bit more uh, varied and less with uh, uh, patients.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Then um, I worked. My first job was in uh, pharmaceutical market research, so kind of uh, interviewing doctors and patients to see how they felt about. Medicines, and that was in Manchester and Macclesfield, with a an Omnicom Group company, and then um, yeah, moved down to London, which is where where I spent all of my twenties really, working in various uh, health comms agencies, like I guess a lot of us here
0: have done. Yeah, yeah. So so you worked in so market research was your first sort of foray from doing. The, the, the kind of heavyweight science degree and, and um, masters, and that was your first, was that your first sort of proper job then, I guess, as you, if you Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, I'd done, done a ton of waitressing jobs since I was about 14, probably illegally actually, but in Bath, <laughs> um, which I loved. And uh, I think if, if waitressing paid as much as this career does, then I might still be doing that. <laughs> but um no, it was, it was just good fun because, like, you know as a as a teenager sort of brings you out of your shell a bit to have a, a job like that um talking with people um but yeah that was, was yeah, the market research was my first as you say yeah entry into this industry and it was it was yeah. really interesting um but I kind of think it was I was feeling it was a bit too focused and it got a bit monotonous so um I wanted to I, I then discovered uh that health like medcoms uh, marketing agencies existed and i thought that i kind of wanted to do something a bit more fast paced um, mm-hmm. which was that it does turn out it has turned out to be the right decision I, I do love the pace of this industry and and the variety yeah, yeah. of projects that you work on
0: so i assume the the market research role was in obviously in healthcare and i imagine you got some exposure then to seeing some of the stuff that that agencies produce i guess which is tested
1: yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we went there was another arm of the the group that were producing those materials. and um I got to um, yeah test them and see what a load of cynical uh, doctors thought of them, which was great <laughs> and very interesting, like seeing things from both yeah. angles. Um I got to travel a bit with that job too, which was nice.
0: Great stuff. so then, and what happened next in aftermarket research? Well, what was your next kind of step?
1: My first job in London. Um, was as an account exec with uh, EB which was the digital specialist part of Hive at the time yep. um, but now you know, that was when print and digital were really quite separate and so EB was uh, focusing on the digital stuff so uh, yeah I, wor- I worked there um, and it got to work on some cool projects like we were doing touch screens and augmented reality and Apps mm-hmm. uh, and things that were just like just now, like bread and butter. You wouldn't really say the word digital, but at the time, that was their kind of USP, and that was great. Apart from, I was a terrible account executive.
0: <laughs> I was really well, so are you Are you any an account executive? Okay,
1: yeah, just from the bottom, and because um, it was such a small branch, there was just a heap of kind of admin stuff to do, and yeah, I just felt like I was kind of drowning in it all the time working with you know as kind of the AE for account managers and the account directors and the MD. So yeah, I f- felt like I was just doing a, a really rubbish job all the time, which I probably was. But it was a nice place and you know, made some lifelong friends there and uh, just loved being in London really. That's probably I was partying too much.
0: So so you uh an account exec and in, in your first sort of healthcare agency. How did you How did you make that move um, into kind of creative, into becoming a writer?
1: I think it was because I didn't really know before that there were uh, creative copywriter jobs. I just guess I didn't really know it was a thing. And as soon as I saw that what other people were doing in the agency, I just gravitated completely towards it. I definitely commented too closely on on written work and um, found myself, yeah, just being more interested in, getting emails right than, um, you know, updating budget sheets and timelines and just really enjoying the any writing aspects of it, Mm -hmm. of that job. So it became just kind of obvious that I wanted to um, work as a creative copywriter and and as well, I guess, with my science background, um, it just seemed like you know, someone would brief me. I'd be briefing a project uh, like a, a piece of written work and just wishing I could do that myself
0: because um, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. It's it, a common it, story, I think, for people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you, you know, I, the, the people doing the writing are the ones who get to read the science and get to understand it and then condense it into an understandable thing, which is a sort of challenge that I now realise is what I really love doing in my job. Mm-hmm. So then I moved agencies because you know sometimes it's a bit odd to move within an agency, uh, and I felt like it was good to have a change. So I worked in a med comms um, agency uh, called uh, AS and K. Um, oh yeah, in Cam- yeah, uh, in Camden, mm-hmm. and I uh, was there for a while. And during my time there, kind of took on more of uh, lead, being kind of lead writer on projects, and um, did a bit of. Uh, freelance work on the side, like a couple of articles um in The Guardian and for a, a
0: film company um that uh oh, okay quite interesting yeah what, so what, what 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 did you write for The Guardian?
1: Uh just kind of fun science articles about why like um moustaches and why we have them and or why some people have them. Deafness. Um there was one on on time and kind of how, how people have different perceptions of time and uh, just fun stuff based on research mm-hmm. that came out. Um uh some citizen science pieces as well that I thought were awesome, like uh people getting citizens to or just normal members of the public to look what was in their garden and uh and contribute to a kind of database about what was growing where and That was because I'd met someone at a um, a kind of, I think it was a writing course that was working on that. And so, yeah, it kind of um, drove me to do a few different things. And, uh, yeah, I felt kind of a bit more involved in um, science that was out there. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, just taking advantage of what's around in London. There's some really cool things like um, you can go to the LSE lectures um mm-hmm. and there are various talks that you can go to in um the science uh i've come what it's called but the, the science society i got that okay. wrong
0: so did you um so amy before you got you got into kind of agency land i guess did you ever think about did you do well two things did you do like writing for yourself or of interest uh, you know outside of any kind of vocational or academic setting and, and did you ever think about, you know, a career as a writer before that?
1: Well, yeah, I I do still, um, both with the well, not so much now with the writing in my spare time because I don't have any because I have an 18 month old baby. But um, I've done a few courses as kind of writing for radio and film writing and some sometimes you know, if I've had some some downtime, um then doing some some of my own writing but a lot of it I find quite cringeworthy <laughs> so I think I'm gonna save it for a bit later in life really um yeah when I don't kind of feel like every time bit of spare time you have is um you know there's a there's a cost on it whether that's like time away from family or um you know time time to be working so yeah I'd love to do some more writing because I do really enjoy it and get quite lost in
0: it but um hopefully later down the line you won't you won't have to reference everything you write or uh, upload yeah exactly. scribbling uh, to to <laughs> Viva so so what um what has been would you say kind of your best and wor- worst experiences of, of this career then as a once you've made that leap into being a writer
1: yeah I think um those are to do with um being going freelance which I did um, in two thousand. 2015, 2016, I incorporated uh, a company, um, as a, and we started working through that company. As just by myself, uh, yeah, as a freelance um, creative medical copywriter. And the first role I had um, as a freelancer, going into an agency, getting a brief, doing the work, um, you know, feeling like part of part of that team for that time. Um, I feel like that was, that was a moment. I remember I was cycling back through Richmond Park at that time, the Deer Park, and just sort of realising I've found what I want to do and how I want to do it. Um, And I think it's because as a freelancer, you go into an agency and you sort of have to know what you're doing from start to finish um, as as a kind of lone wolf and just felt like really Happy that I was capable of of taking those briefs and producing that work that was of value to people. Um, yeah, I felt like I really accomplished uh, my role really at that point. And worst so, moment wise was also <laughs> as a freelancer realizing yes, yeah, so of being brought in one week and the next week going to a pretty large client meeting, reviewing a piece that of work that I'd been involved in very lightly and realizing during that meeting that I'd been brought in basically to so that the my agency had someone to throw to the dogs really and I don't think it was anyone's fault but that I think that does in some rare cases happen with freelancers where you just uh you are kind of brought into a very dire stage of a project um where (laughs) things should have been rectified far far before the the stage where you yeah, got yeah. a freelancer in
0: my god I bet how did you deal with that situation and was it like it was, was it I guess you could go into a meeting like that not being that apparent straight away what 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 the yeah uh, I didn't realize the whole the meeting,
1: me- yeah exactly hmm. I just didn't realize that the whole focus would be uh the main the main event of this meeting was to review this piece of work that um I had a minor contribution to and the person who was really um, meant to be in charge of it was at, at that stage where he was just not into the job anymore, actually, you know, leaving mm. shortly after. And mm. um, so we all just stayed really quiet, and um, there was just a lot of awkward moments.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. what, what happened after the meeting? Did, like, did anybody say anything like within the agency? Didn't somebody say anything to you, or, or what, what happened after?
1: Afterwards, well, you know, after I'd been there for a few months, I talked about it and explained to uh, other you know the director on that account that that was probably my worst ever career moment in a you know a more informal context like more social context and and she was like yeah it was re- it was really bad.
0: If somebody somebody was thinking about this you know and listening to this podcast somebody um was you know thinking about this as a career What what would you say would be the best thing about the career to them?
1: Yeah, I think if you're a sort of person who um, enjoys the science um, and also enjoys kind of putting things um, into a way that others can understand, like, you know, if you ha- had a subject that you wanted to explain to your friends and um, because really like doctors and the, the healthcare professionals reading the pieces that we work on are just somebody's friend. Um in the end, and they just have short on time um so yeah if you if you like the science and also you like kind of thinking about how to present things or word things um visualize things in creative ways um then it would be for you also if you like working on a variety of whether that's like therapy areas, different ways different drugs work um uh and kind of different project stages as well, like I love working on on pitches and and creative concepts um, so you know really looking at uh, how to position a drug or how to how to think of a drug and the way yeah. it works um uh, through to kind of delivering um a campaign like a a full detail presentation um you know those um shy there's like fiddly things that you have to do like you say viva at the end um like minor when it's down to the minor comments like working together as a team as well you know with your colleagues and, and making sure that you you know you're communicating internally as well then yeah if you like doing all that sort of thing I'd I'd thoroughly recommend it I'm really enjoying my career never thought I'd actually say that because like you say um a lot of people say they fell into what they do for yeah, living yeah. Likewise, and yeah. it it brought me to you guys that's what I yeah, can that's say. That's
0: the best thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the best part of your career so far. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Quite right.
0: But I was going to say, like, the the thing you mentioned was interesting was the variety thing, because I think that, that's what a lot of people say. And I think particularly maybe compared to being on the client side, and I'll, I'll bring in Raj briefly, because he out of the people on the call here from, from Naked Health, I think he's the only one who's jumped um, client side. So um, you know the, the difference I guess being client side you're working on one one brand and I know you can switch from brand to brand but you're working on one brand intensively day in day out it's very different to to what we do um, Raj what's your, what's your thoughts on that being having been client side
1: I think variety is really important um, yeah from my experience working at Novartis it was, it was kind of it was good work really getting immersed on one brand but you know after about a year or so you know you kind of certainly as I came from a agency background I was twiddling my thumbs half the time you know in terms of what we could do and couldn't do so um yeah I think I think diversity is is a is a big thing really you know from an agency point of view because it because your work on one brand can help you with the work on all your other brands you know and that's critical
0: very true yeah yeah cool and russ what about you so um one day it's you know fungal nail infection the next day it's or the next hour sometimes it's bacterial vaginosis and then tomorrow it could be back pain. i think you coined the phrase about how we work uh in the glamorous end of advertising but what, what what's that sort of variety like for you as a creative i don't
1: think uh, you're allowed to tell his personal problems only. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I, I think it's um yeah it, it does it, I, I think if you're
1: working on the same thing continually you, you're kind of you, you're you get into a bit of a creative kind of loop, really. You need to kind of break out of that. So it's quite nice to sort of work across sort of multiple projects. And in agencies I've worked at before, um you quite often you, you're designated like one large account and maybe some small other ones. But the, the small other ones are kind of like the rest and stuff, and then you can come back to the bigger one kind of refreshed and stuff. So it, it does help to have a little bit of variety, actually.
0: Yeah. How long have you been working as a as a Kind of creative medical copywriter now
1: I we pre- started doing some writing in you know, two thousand and twelve um and then kind of developed that um into a f- full blown creative copywriter role in two thousand and thirteen um so yeah, about
0: ten oh, okay. years ago well, now. Decades, yeah so rattle off some of the, You must have had a lot of therapy area experiences. So rattle off some of those therapy areas and maybe think about or, or tell us about one therapy area in particular that you've enjoyed or not enjoyed perhaps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, yeah, I've kind of worked on a fair for bit. So um, big ones like HIV and cardiology, um, immunology, MS, um, oncology kind of from, you know, blood, blood cell cancer lung uh, breast um prostate um ophthalmology was a really interesting one um, there was some technology that was really cool like a tiny tiny stent that can help drain the fluid um from the eye that and the fluid is causes various problems um and then i know that ophthalmology and oncology borrow a lot from each other in terms of technology um and how how the vessels Drain um, often uses um, the same mode of action. And, and, and you know, there are cases where literally the same molecule is used in the eye as it is for um, for tumours. Um, so, yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, diabetes is such a huge one and and more, you know, bigger and bigger all the time. And then also some rare diseases. Um which is really nice to work in, you feel like you make a difference for, you know, those few hundred people living in the UK, um, a yeah. few, few thousand people UK-wide or, or worldwide. Um, yeah, so uh, cardiology is, is is such a big one. I always end up working cardiology and uh, there's, there's so many drugs out there. Um, sometimes I feel like, you know, everyone's fighting for a voice and that can be I, if if i was a cardiologist i'd i don't know how they ha- how they have these prescribing algorithms in their head don't know how they do it because they you know we've tried i've, I've worked a project many times where we've tried to write it you know, put it down for to, as a support tool and there's just there's no way of doing it really um mm-hmm. so that yeah cardiology is a love sure. hate relationship so, yeah. with that like russ and raj were saying you borrow um ideas and that from one therapy area to another and um and and also the what you see in mainstream media and the way um you know we're all expecting including doctors included we're all expecting to see um really cool stuff and, and really useful tools smart smart stuff um in everything that we see so it's not just you know our phones and and technology we're seeing in in our households but they expect that level of uh of digital smartness um with with drugs and and rightly so and the way that we communicate drugs to them as well you know uh, latest data um people are quite rightly expecting it to be really engaging um and really useful mm-hmm. so seeing how people are doing that in and you know consumer brands um keep you an eye keeping an eye out and ear to the ground um, is really handy, I think, in the work that we do.
0: Right, Amy, so let's go back, um, touch a bit on this earlier, let's go back not as far uh, as some of us would have to go back to your, I don't know, you're your 21 years old, you're a graduate, what advice would you give to your 21-year-old self thinking about this as a career and, and how to get into it as a career? Well, I,
1: I remember um, on my, my final year at uni, I did a kind of telephone campaign where we were trying to raise money for the college and various different projects, new library and stuff. And I had had to phone round um alumni from, you know, who'd been to the been to Fitzwilliam and asked them, yeah, end up asking them for money, but first have a little chat. And my my kind of opening question was, how did you get into your career? Um and honestly I'd say like 90% of the time, they almost everyone used the same phrase. Like I fell into it. Um, And I found that really helpful to hear firsthand that, uh, you know, a load of people just ended up, you don't know what's out there until you do. So um, if you have sort of any inkling and there's a job that catches your eye, just don't overthink it. Don't stress too much. Apply for it. You probably won't get it. So, you know, um, just just keep applying for things um, that, that catch your interest.
0: Thank you very much for telling us your story and um, look forward to the next episode.